This Time in History with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, Minnesota edition. I'm Matthew, here with Stephen. Hello, everybody. And today we're going to talk again about our mission, our mini-series, and tackling the sensitive subject of suicide. And today we're going to talk about a girl named Dolly Everett. Amy Jane Dolly Everett was born on May 1st, 2003. And she was an Australian teenager who became a model when she was just a child. Wow. Later on in her life, she was brutally bullied by other kids at her high school. Dolly took her own life on January 3rd. 2018 after she couldn't take the bullying anymore she was 14 years old wow. after her death do it for dolly day was launched making workplaces and schools in australia go blue which was dolly's favorite color to stop bullying a friend of tragic amy dolly everett uh, has been targeted by an online troll who baited her to kill herself just days after her pal took her own life after taunts from the cyberbullies. Dolly, 14, was once the smiling face of Australian hat maker Ukbra, A-K-U-B-R-A. I've never heard of them. Not that I would. Uh... I don't wear a lot of hats. Um, <laughs> she took her own life on January 3rd after being overwhelmed by vile bullies. Just days after the teenager killed herself, a family friend ha uh, had been subjected to a tide of abuse from an online bully who urged the teenager to take her own life as well. Holy shit. Russell Simpson took, I think that's Dolly's father, Russell Simpson took to Facebook to share some of the horrible message sent to his 15-year-old daughter, Caitlin. Or, no, that would have been the other girl's dad. That's not Dolly's dad. One message read, quote, Why don't you just go cut your wrist until you bleed out? You'll do everybody a favor. Go do what Dolly did. It should have been you, not her. End quote. Oh my god. These fucking kids are so wow. vicious. It should have been you and not Dolly? So I take this was a friend of Dolly's? Yes. Remember they were a friend that were saying, you do it, you do it. No, no, it was, it was a friend of Dolly's. Mr. Simpson from Darwin said, quote, When they mentioned Dolly, I just lost it. End quote. He told Daily Mail Australia, quote, Because we know Dolly and her family, it's just heartbreaking. I don't know how to put it into words or describe the feeling, 
but it really knocked me, end quote. After the service, the teen's heartbroken dad, Tick, her, uh, her mom, Kate, and sister, Meg, launched anti-bullying charity Dolly's Dream to help other bullied kids. Launching Dolly's Dream, her dad, Tick, said, quote, We do not want another family to go through what we are going through. It won't bring our Dolly back, but it may just prevent the loss of another young life. End quote. Oh my god. So there were no example in the research that I did, there were no examples or really many details of the brutal bullying, but it did say she was brutally bullied. Yeah. I don't know if that means physical uh bullying or just more just just like they won't fucking stop like yeah the trauma and the emotional part of it too like i just don't i don't understand why why this keeps happening i mean this is our second australia case you'll remember we did brody panlock but her situation was at the remember she was working at a cafe yes and she was like Stuff was sprayed on her and stuff like that. It was one of the members at the work that were doing this to her. There was a a bunch of them, but yeah, but one specific guy, yeah, specific guy that the ringleader, yeah. And now this is also from Australia, and I don't know, maybe the kids were jealous because she was a child actor. Yeah, like that's the only thing I can figure. And the thing is, she had such good life in the beginning. Mind you, couldn't have been good life because I mean that's got to be hectic for a child. Being up at them hours to get hair and makeup and everything done to, you know... Put well, we don't know how famous like, yeah, she was. Yeah, we don't know how she was, so... Maybe it was just commercials, I don't know. Who knows? But I'm still, still, it would be early mornings and stuff for the poor child. Earlier than doing school, I imagine. And then having to deal with school and stuff as she got older, depending on how long she was in it. That's true. And all that pressure and stress on her, like, to be ready, and so her home life was probably... Chopped right into, you know, times, and this has to be done this time, this has to be done this time, because there's hair and makeup and all that stuff if you're doing a day, like, and outfits, and... You're raising good points, but she wanted to maintain her school you know, life. And she still did her school life and, and stuff, kids like... kids just brutalized her. I, I wish I had more details to I share know. with you guys. If, if anyone... We, we do have a few listeners from Australia. If you guys know what we're talking about, get, come contact us we're on instagram this time in history tell us more details if you have them even if if you know about the brody panlock case we'd love to hear about that too any other details you guys can share with us would be nice to have because yeah this one too is kind of stumpy it's like sticking us because there's not a lot of detail to any of it well they that's you see that they try to keep because a lot of the privacy, I know that. Like, it's privacy, but it's also because it's the sensitive subject yes. of suicide, and they feel like if they if they close it off and disclose it, it's they're, they're protecting. Yeah. Because if they open it up and and everything is transparent, and you know, well, that means you're encouraging uh, suicide. And no, I disagree with that. We're not yeah, encouraging, we're not encouraging it. it at all. But the only we way we want to try to fix it so we, that doesn't happen. We we want to try to do our part. And the only way to do that is to normalize asking for help. Right. Now, guys, like I want to read you this. I've read it in a few episodes, so I'm going to read it again. Because I think 
it it needs to be heard. It, probably we should start reading it on every episode. Here it goes, guys. If you or someone you know is struggling with a mental illness, please know that you are not alone. Suicide is completely preventable. There is hope. Please reach out if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts or fear that someone you love might be. I really, really believe in this, guys. I really do. And now, this is the part of the episode where we look to hold somebody accountable. Because in addition to raising awareness on this sensitive subject, we also want to raise accountability. So, Stephen, who should be held accountable in Dolly's case? Again, I'm not sure. I mean... The bullying was brutal. If we're not going to hold the kids or the parents... I don't know if you can hold the kids because of their uh, well, minor the ages. ages. See, that's the thing, too. And so in then the, the schools. States, in the states, it's different and stuff. So, like, did the school know what was happening? Like, Doesn't say. See, that's the thing. We can't give these answers when we don't know the question. That's like, true. That's true because then, you know, we may be wrong. You're it's right. like me saying, look, this is my brain on drugs. Or on, this is my, drain, my brain not on drugs. It's pretty. It's green. It looks like a cabbage. It is a cabbage. It is a cabbage. You're holding a cabbage over your head. Yes. Well, now I'm holding the second one. This is my brain on drugs. Look how bad it looks. It's green. Um, oh, oh, yeah. yeah well, my brain ain't doing so well today, is it? Okay. It's like kids today. Their brain's like this, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. The next day, it looks like this, they're jumping off a bridge. Like, what the hell is going on in this hell world that we're living in? It's the bullying, man, I'm telling you. Like, like you can't be all bullied. And yes, I was holding cabbages over my head, by the way, people. I was bullied as a kid. I So was I. I understand it. But my parents finally were like, no, we're not going to let you take this shit. He get, keep continues, then tackle back. So well, I my got mother him, did not. I got him off of the school grounds, and I did as he told me. They said, "Make sure you're off school grounds." My mother did and not. And I tackled him. And my mother did not uh, teach back. me that lesson. I my mother was back. more of a walk away, Matthew. Well, that's walk what I got away. in the beginning from mom and dad. But then when they, I was coming home with the knees ripped out of my jeans and. My shirt torn and stuff. Mom had to patch these and fix them or buy me. Dad had to buy me new ones, whatever the case may be. Same with my shoes and that. And different things that he did. Well, you know, taking my jacket and making sure that I, that I tripped and fell in the mud to get it full of mud. Mom would have to wash it and stuff. And I'd get in trouble, of course, for getting it full in the beginning until they found out what happened. So after this went on for a little bit, then they just got to the point where, yeah, okay, well, then it's time you took it into your own hands because he isn't stopping. And talking to him don't work. Even talking to him about... I mean, even my bigger sister talked to him and it didn't work. He just laughed at her. So, yeah. So, Dad was like, well, if he brings you... I said, it's always off the school ground when he does it. He said, well, then you have our permission 
to beat the fuck out of him. Well, it's, a, it's you know what? There's a certain point where well, not beat. He didn't say beat the fuck out of him, but kid, he said it's time that you took things into your own hands and you fought a, this battle. There's a certain point where the kids they can't handle the bullying anymore, and something's just gonna pop off. And I went up and I left school and stuff, and I was England. I was nervous because I didn't know if I could take this kid or not. But I was gonna find out. And we got outside that fence, and he started right away picking at me and stuff. And I said, not today, Terry, not today. He's like, yeah, today. I'm going to do it again today. I said, the fuck you are, because I'm not putting up with it today. And the only ones that could hear us was the few kids that were around, because there was no parents. We walked home by ourselves. And I'll tell you, I came off on that left leg, and I swung around. And I clocked him right fucking between the eyes. And down he went. <laughs> and then I was on him like white on rice. You're a savage. And I just started fucking wailing to his head. You're and a his savage. Face. You see, there was one bully I dealt with in school. And then when he got I, his hands up and everything and was screaming, Stop, please stop, I'll leave you alone. Da, da, da. Then I, sl- I slowed down and I slowly got off him and I said, Don't fucking move. And I got up and stuff, I got up with that, and he was still sitting there in the muddy ground and stuff. And I even took, and I said, you're sure you're done picking on me now? He said, yes. He said, you're good, you, you know, I'll leave you alone. I won't bother you anymore. So I took his hand, and I helped him up off the ground. I said, see, that's all it took. You be my friend or be my foe. And now, you know, better to be my friend, Terry, because I do have a temper. I just couldn't use it because my parents wouldn't allow it. You see, I preferred to fuck with my bullies. But so. I didn't bother being a friend with them. I just taunted them, so. is what I used to do. I'd go, he'd be in the hallway, and he'd see me coming, and he'd be at his locker, and he'd go to say, turn around and say hello, and I'd jump at him, and he'd back into, the, into his locker. There was one kid at my school. He used, <laughs> he'd to, locker. he used to... I didn't even have to touch him. All I'd do was jump at him. All right, now it's my turn. Oh, you have a turn, do you? There was one kid at school. He used to fuck with me. He used to... Uh, yeah, but all you, these, came, you came hold from on. them all co-op these, housings and stuff. All these you lived in housing and... No, but this kid was not bad. part of that. This was at school. He was actually a smart kid and he would like to... But he, he wanted to like... He wanted to say... He wanted to like make fun of me because he thought I was stupid. And he wanted to... Make it known that he was smart and I was stupid. And how and stupid were you? I wasn't stupid. One time, I, I just got really pissed off. And I used to watch wrestling. And well, for yes. those of you who uh, watch wrestling, I used to follow this wrestler. His name was Razor Ramon. And he used to have a toothpick in his mouth. And he would take the toothpick and throw it at the camera. So that's exactly what I did to this fucking guy. I took my tooth. I got a toothpick and I I put it in. And then I, he was doing his shit, whatever. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I took the toothpick and I flicked it right in his face. And he fucking lost it. I just walked away because there. Listen, I could have, I could have, I could have fought him. Maybe I would have won. Maybe I would have lost. I don't know. But the the getting back at him the way that I did, I thought that I nothing else needed to happen. That was that was all that needed to happen. That's what I I feel like. Well, when I wailed on Terry, it was what needed to happen because it <laughs> felt good. Because I went months putting up with his shit, knocking me down in the mud and stuff, beat me up and scuffing me up and that. Yeah. Well, after four or five, six months of this, I kept going home with ripped clothes. Stuff, yeah, and muddy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My father was like enough is enough. 
Ada, this is not going to continue. You can't just go to school and be beat up every day coming home. Guys, costing too much money, you know, like clothes and stuff. And so, like I said, they told me to retaliate. Dad gave me a few pointers, and I went up the road and I retaliated that evening coming home. Guys, we have a hashtag. We have actually two hashtags we want to share with you. The first one is simple. We didn't make it, but we like to use it. It's hashtag every child matters and Dolly matters. She she matters and it's a sad. They all sad matter. Story. But we on our own can't make it stop. And we need help. That's why our other hashtag is hashtag time to push back. Yes. Push back against governments and schools and police and employers and CPS and other authorities, other agencies yes. who don't want to accept the accountability. Take some of these mental health places and get them their fire under their asses and get them moving people through faster and getting them done because these kids are dying and it's not right. It is not right. Like, it's, it's a fucking terrible, like, I couldn't even imagine having to bury one of my children. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, until next time, you're listening to This Time in History. I'm Matthew, and he's Stephen. Peace out, people.